Welcome to Finding Your Flow Part 2. Today we're continuing the conversation on how a performance-based mindset can help you change physically, temperamentally, it can change how you engage at work, change how you interact with relationships, and how you start to enjoy being the best version of you. We touch on the issue of medication and mental health treatment and have a brief conversation on my new favorite binge-worthy show, Ted Lasso, and how Hollywood is shedding light on mental health. Hope you enjoy the episode and don't forget to connect with us on social. Welcome to Psychs in the City, the modern day mental health podcast brought to you by Dr. Ditzel Psychiatry. Each week, New York's top psychiatrist, Dr. Jeff Ditzel, is going to bring you an interesting mental health topic to continue the conversation and help end the stigma surrounding mental health. No topic is off limits when it comes to Dr. D Psychiatry. And with that, here's your host, Dr. Jeff Ditzel. Okay, I have one thing for you, and it's kind of off topic a little bit, but not too much. Ted Lasso, have you seen that show? Not enough. I, I saw it in passing. I liked it. Of course, I like Sidarkis. Is that his name? Um, I, the guy, no, the, I'm not good with names. Hang on, I'll pull it up really quick. No, he's extreme. He's very, very funny. But yeah, I've seen it in passing, and it's brilliant, and then I just got distracted with it. So the thing that I really like about this show, because of course I started watching it and I had to finish it in like two days because I just can't like leave in something unfinished this uh-huh. is why I don't this is why I don't watch new shows but Tiffany was telling me about it and she's like you have to watch this and then it was game over so like they took you know this like funny American and he's just like always so optimistic he is the most optimistic person yeah. but like season two gets really dark like he is severely depressed but also like the most optimistic person. And then you see him like fighting back and forth with his therapist. (laughs) (laughs) It was just really interesting to just kind of see, I guess the media kind of showing like you could have the happiest person in the world also be struggling severely internally. Yeah, it'd be be cool to do like a little sampling of, you know, first of all, Hollywood loves psychiatry, um, which is funny because most psychiatrists are, you know, in my opinion, pretty squirrely. They're pretty <laughs> quirky, including myself. I'm quirky. There's no two ways about it. So I think that the portrayal of psychiatrists was very interesting or therapists. And then you've seen like Billions, right? The, that, yeah. that Hannibal, which was awesome. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> not, the, not the movies per se, but the, the show with Mills, Mills Mickelson. It's so good. It's so good. And Chase, that was another one with the guy who played on House. I can never remember his name, even though Hugh Laurie. So good. But, you know, these these uh, archetypes of psychiatrists are super cool and interesting. I wish I was as cool as interesting as any of those portrayals of psychiatrists. <laughs> uh, you are. You're secretly Batman, like I've already decided. <laughs> Quirky AF. I've added to my little ensemble, my little black ensemble, though, that I wear. I'm now wearing a overshirt that's black. <laughs> oh, oh, look at you go. You know, here's the other thing about performance mindset. It gives you a very compelling why not to lose your shit, or at least don't lose it very long. So even though you might have, you know, you, you, you have an emotion or reaction, right, to something, there's a gap between what you feel and your emotions and then your actions. And if you find the gap, you can stay in the box and not get pulled out. And this box is a box of performance. In this box where challenge and skills collide, right, you can create anything you want. And it's so much more efficient and powerful 
it gives you an extremely compelling why not to get distracted, not to lose your attention, because again, if you lose your attention, the key comes out of the ignition, you're done. You can't focus. Mm. So it gives you a very compelling why or a sexy why as to even understanding that you have a choice in all this that just because you have an emotion or a feeling you're not compelled to okay now i've got to follow it till whenever it finally lets go of me you can train your attention on any of your thoughts or feelings and then that determines your perceptual reality and you can if you don't like your perceptual reality you've chosen wrong or chosen poorly choose something else to pay attention to and that becomes your reality so when engaging things in life, you got these opportunities to use your energy, right? You've got X amount of energy for the day, carrying it like a puppy. Yeah, I got my puppy energy here. I got my energy for the day. <laughs> you know, where am I gonna, where am I gonna use it? How am I gonna uh, deploy it? Now, you can just let it go, right? You can just, poof, and somebody cuts you off in traffic. There's all my energy. Unfortunately, you're not getting any of that back. You just mm -hmm. let yourself get distracted. You might have got out of your car and had a few words or whatever, right? But you, while you're doing that, while you're not dicking around doing that, you're also not the wheel of performance. And guess what? Somebody else is, right? So it gives you a very compelling why to control yourself, to choose your thoughts, the ones you're gonna follow carefully, more carefully, to get pulled a little bit this way or that and quickly get back into your frame, your mindset, so you can perform and it's so much more compelling it's not like you're giving anything up like i just want to get angry here because that feels good to blow off my you know yeah it might feel good for a second but generally following anger doesn't really work well for whatever comes next it's a huge energy expenditure and it's depleting you know i've never heard of anyone who got so damn angry and then they were like oh yeah i feel great now it's good i'm good <laughs> they're done they're like a little bit yeah. You get mad about being mad. <laughs> right. So in this way, you, you cho you're, you're basically never giving anything up. You're trading up all the time. It's like you're, you're, you know, you're driving around in the Daewoo and, uh, or you could drive the Cadillac in this case, right? You, could, you can choose. Both will get you where you want to go. One is a, a better ride than the other, more comfortable ride or, or more powerful ride. So you're never really giving anything up. You're, you're either dating, the, dating the, the beautiful girl or the super beautiful girl, right? But it's never really, or guy. <laughs> never, you're never really having to say, okay, well, I'm just going to forgo blah, blah, blah. Like, well, I might, you know, in, in this moment, I might forgo the thing that I want for the thing that I want the most. People can get, that wasn't me, that was Abe Lincoln, by the way. I'm not going to, honest Abe's credit there. That'd be not so good, right? But basically, you're forgiving what you want in the moment. Like, I want the ice cream for, I could have the ice cream, but if I select this in and out for the day versus that one, I get this level of, of um, benefit, you know? So you're just, it, it, you're never giving anything up, really. And people like that. They, they, they like, um, at least as far as what I do for a living, right? They, they like being able to have a process that works all the time, um, that they can access all the time, uh, that yields performance. They like to perform. It's so much more fun to perform than go through the motions the, of the beginner, right? Of just trying to keep it all in your head. When you, did you ever learn how to drive stick shift? Tell me now, tell me. I did not because they tried to teach Tiffany first and she sucked at it and all the reasons. <laughs> I can't believe you just threw her under the bus. <laughs> she, she accepts, but hey, she just got 
She just got her Norwegian license, so she's just like, who's laughing now? She's internationally known. That's <laughs> amazing. So when you drive a, a car stick shift, when you first begin, or, or I'm gonna get off a, a car analogy because I'm always there. If you're learning how to play tennis, if you're learning the, me the mechanics of the stroke, that can be monotonous and boring. Once you have enough skill, and if the challenge is big enough, for you to engage your skills, then you're performing, and then tennis becomes fun. Singing becomes fun. Playing an instrument becomes fun. Things become fun <laughs> if you pursue things in a in with a high performance mindset. Otherwise, you're just doing a bunch of stuff, and that isn't so fun. That just wears people down. So you, you've got this, com I think, very compelling reason to engage in certain things and not others. So it gives a very good directional sense. Like you just sort of know, like, okay, I'm not going to go berserk because this guy ripped, you know, ripped me off for a few dollars. I could, I could go on the warpath, but if I do, I'm not performing anymore. So is it worth it? No. Okay. Same thing in traffic. When I'm in traffic, I don't want my attention taken from me. Does it get taken from me? Maybe for a second or two sometimes, but it, it never gets to the point where usually I'm getting out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> if I do get out of the car, then uh-oh. But generally, you stay in the pocket because you 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 have such a compelling reason why. And it's it's you know you can think of it as a selfish reason. Like I just want to keep performing because this feels so good. And pretty much anything else that you're doing pales in comparison. So you're just kind of like it's not worth it to to let myself get distracted, have my attention flee, and then have to pull it back and you know that type of thing. Most psychiatrists nowadays, unfortunately, if you go to a psychiatrist, they call themselves a psychopharmacologist and they, you know, basically a fancy way of saying, I don't want to hear your problems or, or I think it's a shame because, you know, the meds, they help um, in a lot of cases, um, but they help decrease the intensity of symptoms so that you can begin to work on mindset and strategy and kind of corral your thoughts and, and help navigate them. So if no one's helping you in that pursuit, I think you should find some way it does, right? Because past getting the suffering under control, which a lot of times we can very quickly, thank God, I think the real qu compelling question then becomes, okay, well, how, what, do you, what do you want to achieve now in the world? And in what manner do you want to do it so that you can create or engineer a system that allows you to have your needs met and therefore be happy. So that that is a good purpose for, for us, for what we do. I think anything that helps people do that, we should uh, definitely consider. And I, yeah. think this, I think this is one of those things. When, yeah. I talk, when I talk with people about performance-based mindset, they light up. When I talk to them about Prozac, they're like... Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> wah, well, wah. Um, would you say that like medication could be a start but for a lot of like mental health conditions like i know that there's a lot of like severe ones but do you think that it's possible that you start out on medications but you wean off once you start to get everything else kind of under control in a lot of cases yes because the medications only gonna do so much i always think of it as a footstool if you're in a like a, 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 a like a hole you know and you can't quite reach the the top of it mm -hmm. to pull yourself out the meds are a footstool. They give you just enough so you can pull yourself out. The pulling yourself out part is learning how to manage your thoughts and curate your energy through your day. That's, that's mindset and strategy and learning how the mind works and how you can guide it to do your bidding. It can't be done for you. So if someone can't pull you out and you get the benefit, you have to validate it the process for yourself, the process of doing this, the mechanism of doing it, you have to validate for yourself so you trust in it. The trust has to be earned, therefore it takes time, therefore it's a process. It depends on your resistance 
and are you able to let go of resistance. But once you validate it and you, you feel that it's sturdy and going to support you, then you start messing around with it, you start fucking about, and you start taking it into other situations, and, well, let me see if it works here, let me see if it works here. You, you, it's like one of those slingshots you, you see, you start driving around all the neighborhoods with your ridiculous vehicle, right? So, because <laughs> you want to test it out. So it's fun. I mean, it's fun to go test it out. So you, once you once you get it all fine-tuned, this thought process, this this way of engaging, you want to you want to go see what you want to open it up and see what it can do. And what it can do is pretty much anything. It's fun. So it's it's great because you know it keeps you very humble because you realize, wow, I thought I was doing a lot yesterday and I just blew past that like it was nothing. And you you just realize like I'm. I haven't even been at the at, at this game uh, for a long time, and and I'm already seeing result, result, result. So you get very intrigued at you know testing it out. So as of late, the last couple of weeks, I've just been picking any old thing and throw it in, <laughs> throw it in the uh, the little chamber, if you will, of mindset, and then out pops like a, like a, I don't know why I keep using this example, the Betty Crocker Easy Bake Oven. Out pops your little goodie because you're just doing things consistently. Time goes by, you've done them consistently, and it results in the version of you you want to be. But as I said, when you pursue these things, you're going to change. You're going to change physically. You're going to change temperament-wise. You're going to change, um, you know, your relationships, your how you engage work. It, it, it's endless, and it, it you become a version of you over time that you actually are proud of and that you're you're excited about which beats just sitting home watching netflix all day <laughs> yeah, yes it does I mean, there's something there's always something to do there's never a moment that i'm like hmm, what to do now like you you know what to do because if you're in flow state that's the whole point you're creating as you go you're building the planks of the bridge as you're going over the chasm yeah and so i think that this is a good place to stop but yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave you with this you only get one chance at life and you're going to spend one third of your life asleep. What are you going to do with the two thirds? Ooh, profound. Thanks for listening to Sykes in the City, the podcast that's all about ending the stigma surrounding mental health. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share with your friends, and follow us on social for more exclusive content. We'll see you next week.